Hello, 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 beautiful unicorns. Welcome back to our weekly live podcast, Heal the Unicorn, which is live streamed in, into our Facebook group called Epic Unicorn Academy. If you're not in it, please come and join us so you can be part of the live show and contribute through the commenting, through the conversation and add to our content as well, because by you asking questions, we not only better understand you, but are more able to help you out with your specific questions. And just for those of you that are not aware what the purpose of this podcast is, is this. So we are here to provide tools to help women, entrepreneurs, you, to rebuild your confidence, to heal your brokenness, to find your voice, to rediscover who you are, and escape the mental prison you feel you're in. So that way you can live your life authentically on your terms, speak your truth, feel whole, completely balanced and fulfilled in all areas of your life. This podcast is for women, mompreneurs and moms who are on their journey to self-mastery and want a safe space to heal through their growth and raise their consciousness as we continue to raise ours. Uh, once again, your loyal host, Bethany Briggs, self-love and care practitioner, and myself, Yana Kasperzak, spiritual awakening core energy coach. Okay, now to today's topic, which is, you know, all of our topics are our favorite topics for a reason and not a season, even though they come, come and go. And we are reminded to of the lessons that we learned from the first time that we went through these experiences and the second time and the third time when they continue to come back to teach us more lessons and remind us of the previous lessons we have learned. So today's topic is, are you problem or solution focused? Because you can be both at once. You can, you can be both, but not at the same time. In order for you to be solution focused, you need to first be problem focused and focus on the problem. And there's different ways of focusing on the problem. You know, being in an anabolic state, which is positive, uplifting, healing, rejuvenating, and catabolic, which is draining, exhausting, overwhelming, and stressed. So when we talk about you being problem focused, I want you to think of it that way. And the same thing solution focused because catabolic and anabolic energy exists on both sides. There's the yin and yang in, in both. There's yin and yang in the problem, there's yin and yang in the solution because we can be solution focused and yet feel like the victim, yet be very angry and at the same time, you know, try to work through the problem and try to see the solution, try to see the silver lining, which is level three that we refer to as rationalizer. So which one are you at the moment, right now? Because all of us have a problem. And here's the thing when it comes to problems. If you have been dealing with the same problem over and over and over again, for your days, months, weeks, years, 
and it has not resolved itself, then you're not actually dealing with a problem. Because, and I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use this word. Um, and it's not necessarily a negative word. It all depends on how you look at it. I'm going to use the word failure. That you are feeling like a failure right now if you're dealing with the same problem over and over again and it does not go away. Because it brings me to one of my favorite quotes is that successful people are always dealing with new problems. Every day, every week, every month, every year, they're dealing with new problems. Some problems take longer to deal with, but eventually they deal with it and a new one arises and a new one arises. And if you are an individual, like I used to be, where I saw everything as a problem and just the word problem caused me to have anxiety and panic attack and feel really sad and depressed. And all I could think about is, I can't live this way because my life is full of problems. I want you to, as we have the hashtag reframe and rewire, I want you to reframe that way of thinking and start seeing the word problem and actual problems in your life as opportunities because that's what they are. A problem does not exist if it did not have a solution. And what your mission in life is, is to find a solution for every problem. And guess what happens when we do that? We feel happy. We feel proud. We feel confident. We experience joy. Why is that? It's because we're actually meant to exist that way. We're meant to exist having problems and solving those problems for ourselves and help others to do the same as well. And we feel great when we help others. And we feel even greater when we overcome a problem in our own life as well. Especially when we reflect and look back and say, I did not know I could survive depression. I, I personally did not know and I didn't believe I would survive my depression. I thought that was it, but life was over. I was going to be like this for the rest of my life. And you know what the scary thing is? Is that neither did my husband. Even though he never showed or he never said anything until one day I woke up and I was a, a better better individual than I was previously and a happier one than I ever was. My husband, that is when he told me, I thought I was going to be living with you that way my entire life. And I didn't know what to do because I couldn't, I, I can't leave. It's for better, for worse, but I did not know what to do, right? That's a problem. Yeah. And all of us have someone in our life that we know that has or is battling with depression or anxiety, especially after everything that's, that's happened in the past few years. We all know someone and we are on that end of the problem. I don't know what to do. I can't be around them. I can't help them. I can't do anything. I keep trying to give them solutions and they're not doing anything about it. But 
if you are in that situation, you know, me having been there and having been there with other people who have been depressed, who are still depressed, I have different types of people in my life. As much as I try to keep my energy and keep myself safe, I also know that the one thing that you can do is just be there. Just be there. Whatever that means to you. And hopefully it does not mean you throwing solutions and opportunities at this person because they're, they're not ready for them. When they are ready, you will know. Trust me, you will know. You will see the fire. You will see the light. You will see life in their eyes. You will feel it. But while they're going through it, while they're in that problem state, right? They're processing. They're waking up. They're recovering. They're healing. They're going through something. And it is not about you. And this is what we often forget because we do make every single thing that we witness in our life about us, because that's how we were made. We were made in the image of I am. I am consciousness. I am existence. And each and every one of us is that I am consciousness. It's like someone has dreamt of living a life that I am living right now. And that's why I'm living that life, because somebody has dreamt it. And when I go through my day, no matter how conscious and how aware I am, I still see myself in everything that I go through and I grow through in, in every conversation, in every experience, in every problem and every solution and every single thing I exist in it because I witnessed it and I apply it into my world and it adds value to my world because I choose that it adds value. Or as my old self, I unconsciously, of course, chose to have my peace and part of myself go with that problem, go with that solution and lose a little bit more of myself because I was giving myself away. I wasn't focusing on myself. I wasn't thinking about myself in any positive way whatsoever. It was always in a negative way. And I'm sure by now everyone has heard this is what you focus on will grow. And what you, if you focus on the positive, more of that will come. If you focus on the negative, more of that will come. So which one are you? Problem focused or solution focused? Right. So that's my little spiel for now. <laughs> I know Bethany has a lot to add as well. And and then after Bethany will, as always, we always kind of <laughs> go with whatever comes up. Yeah, well, so uh, well, I got a um a bunch of different things I want to talk about. One is a situation that happened today, which I think I'm gonna start there. Um so I don't know if you guys saw, um, I posted a, a live, my Wellness Wednesday live, and in that live was a meditation on, um, you know, thinking of a question and to, you know, meditate to get the solution for that question, for that answer. Well, in that video, I say, well, I don't have any problems right now. 
And when you were talking right now, I realized something that there is a problem I've been working on. And that is my overactive ego. As with the 12-step program that I was doing, as you know, with all the work I've been doing with the moderation and peace with food and eating, you know, all that stuff has been coming down to the ego. So when I essentially lied on my live saying, oh, I don't have a problem. But in that moment, it didn't, you know, it didn't feel like any, there was a problem there um, ultimately. So, you know, it just was like real quick, I don't, but inside my inner world was like, um, um, hey, um, we have a problem, <laughs> ultimately. And so a situation occurred with me and my husband where we got into an argument. Um, ultimately, uh, he was, you know, having a rougher day. He started out having a rougher day. He got a comment that was unnecessary. Um, and instead of me being there for him and being compassionate and like, just like, being a caregiver in that moment that he needed my you know affilia my ego was like hey I'm gonna raise the stink right now because you said we don't have a problem but we've been working on a problem and you're lying and so I it ultimately came down to where I was trying to bring it on me and like oh well like what about me now you upset me like like, but I said unnecessary things that caused that that caused the situation to escalate and go into a place where I didn't want it to go. Um, but I was just thinking about how interesting, you know, life works when you say something, I don't got a problem. And then all of a sudden that problem that I have been working on, and I've said it in many videos, podcasts, live videos, I've talked about it in like just best in like a post yes, this is a problem I've been working on is the, is the, that was the binge eating. That was the problem. And I've reframed and rewired it to peace and moderation with food. Now, what does that essentially mean? Well, I want peace and moderation and balance with my ego because it's important to have an ego. That's where your personality lies. That's where you're going to find more of your confidence, your self-love and self-care. That's ultimately where it's with your ego. If you don't have like balance with your ego, you're not going to have those necessary things to find out who you are. So I've been working on balancing my overactive ego. And in this situation with my husband, my ego was very high. It was roaring and I wasn't putting awareness to it. And then when my ego gets triggered, my inner critic gets triggered. So then I went on a state of like, you know, being upset and crying and like, well, man, like I wasn't like, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean for it to go this way. Like, I don't even know how it happened. And, you know, before we hopped on, uh, me and Yana were talking about it, working through it, because I'll be honest, before coming on, I didn't want to do the podcast. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And that is me. That was me at that moment, being more focused on the problem instead of going into the solution. But what did I do instead of just saying no? Because I could hit you up, Yana, and be like, no, I'm not coming into the podcast today. I'm canceling. No. And, but instead, I still got on. I just let you know, hey, I'm running a little bit late. I'm, I'm recentering myself. I'm really sorry, but just like I need a few minutes. And I came on and, you know, I was able to talk about it with you. You gave me great advice. And then here we are. And I had a major realization. Like the, the solution to my problem earlier with that argument was to be there for my husband, to listen to him 
and just be that shoulder instead of me just trying to bring other things, just piling on other things that was just unnecessary at the time. Doesn't mean anything because some of it was fear. You know, um, it was like kind of with my money story. It was a fear of, you know, not having enough and being like, well, people are taking that from us. Ego inner critic right there and that's something I'm working on and so these little problems I've been working on resurfaced when I lied to myself and said I don't have a problem because in life was like okay well obviously you didn't learn your lesson from before so we here's another lesson and it sucks when you have those arguments with your loved ones but at the same time I'm in a sense, grateful because I do see where in the situation, I was just being really egotistical. I was, it was all about me. And Brian even said that, you know, like, I feel like you're making it all about you. And of course that made me upset. You know, I'm not, no, I'm not, but I was, and I was lying to him. And so that was making him feel even more upset, which then was causing my inner critic to make, to help to like cause the inner, more inner upset in my world. And so what did I do at the end of it? Well, we, I went outside and went on a walk. I was just like, you know, this is too much like he was even like you know like I just really need like I need space like can we please just like and and you know and I took that as so I went outside and I walked I reflected I and this is me being solution focused now because before I was just thinking about the problems all these little problems that really don't mean anything in the end of things it's yes it's a, it could be a problem right now but this too shall pass it's it's not something that's indefinite or you know like that's going to be around forever no because there's abundance for everyone and that's what it was coming down to was my money story and like and that's also with ego and inner critic you know being like scared like oh my gosh like are we going to have enough and yes we always do because there is plenty for us all and I had to remind myself of the abundance cycle and I had to remind myself of putting my ego and my inner critic in check and being like no this is not where we've been this is not what we do and I balanced myself by going outside for a walk. And I sang, I sang a mantra. Um, it's oh, oh, Ganesha, Om Ganapati, Om. And ultimately, that is remover of obstacles, um, releasing. It's, it's, and Ganesha, it's, it's a, a, de a deity. I am not like worshiping this deity. What I, when I call upon and sing her name, mainly what I'm saying is I'm evoking or like and trying to infuse like that, you know, the remover of obstacles, you know, the wisdom that, she, that there's there, you know, I'm invoking the power that she has, but I'm not worshiping it, you know? So I'm singing this mantra and I'm crying while I'm singing it and crying is releasing. And so I'm like walking down the street, you know, crying and singing this. And then I stopped and then I went into just singing like, oh, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for this life. And like, you know, and just the abundant, I was like seeing like abundance cycle in and out, out and in. And I just went on this like beautiful little like journey in my own little world. And I was able to come back home here and being, you know, to talking to my husband more and getting down to the bottom of things. And sure, like me coming back in right away, I don't think it helped the situation because at the time I didn't realize fully that my ego was like roaring at this moment. And so talking to you and hearing the beginning 
you know, the podcast here just really opened my eyes and being like, oh, I see what happened now. I see the lesson that I was fully supposed to learn. And it's, you know, in those moments when others around me, my loved ones, my husband are going through something, I don't want to make it about me. I want to be there for them. I want to show them compassion, love, and kindness, and to be that shoulder for them instead of just adding more on. And so here's something that I'm going to start working on more and more. And I know like some situations are going to arise, but that happens. It's those tests and exams. Um, and that's okay. Like I want to be that person for my husband. And that also came like with shame and guilt for like adding on to the situation that was unnecessary and like really like just out, I felt like it was out of left field, but it ultimately wasn't because I lied to myself during my live video. And this was literally like 20 minutes later. <laughs> so I, I really feel like the lesson was learned here. And, and, you know, he might be upset with me, you know, all day. Like, I don't think so, but you never know. And if he is, you know, I'm going to really work on just being understanding and being there for him. And, just working on it, you know, because the only thing I can do really is show him. And by doing that is by growing and working on this problem instead of me, like in the past, we get over it, we like apologize and then I don't work on it anymore. But I want to take this situation instead of keeping it be that problem and I want to move it forward to have a solution. So when these incidents happen again, I can handle it in a different matter where it's going to be like, a more, I guess, joyful experience comes to mind. I mean, during a hard time, that's not really joyful, but when you have that love and like compassion and that kindness, I feel like, especially when it's a hard time, it helps you, it helps open you up to that joy when you, when you feel those things. Cause it's like, oh, you feel heard, you feel seen, you feel loved and you feel supported. And that's ultimately what I want to do for my husband. I don't want to go in there when he's having a bad day and being like, well here's some more you know like fuck like that's just not my intention and I was allowing myself to go that way but I'm really grateful for the awareness now that I have on this matter and yeah I know we'll get through this we always do you know like we're we're married and like we in, in a relationship there's always going to be things that come up and it's really like what makes you stronger is working through these things and growing through them and then showing that your husband or your wife if you're you know you're the husband on that other end that you are wanting to change and like when you say like I'm sorry you're really sorry because then you're taking the steps to change and in the past I can relate to you on being problem focused like everything was a problem it was all about me my anxiety um, I, when uh, a couple of years ago, um, my anxiety was really strong um, and all I could see was the worst case scenario, like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Like how you're talking about depression. I felt, I feel you there. That's how I felt then. Like, this is how I'm going to be forever. This sucks. Like, I don't want this. Like, it's just so dark and heavy and I just feel so weighed down and just burdened and I don't like who I am and I'm insecure with myself. And what I did instead of staying in that mindset, um, I got a life coach 
thankfully, Yana, you, uh, you helped me out with that. Um, and then also I got into personal growth and development. I got into self-love and self-care and those are all solution focused, um, answers type thing, you know, to your, to your question, that's going to be the solution, um, to like, do something else about it, you know, change, like you said, reframe and rewire it. If you don't like it, change it. Like, I don't like it when my ego is overactive and I'm super egotistical and it's all about me. No, like we're all important. We're all equal. We're all important because we all have our different gifts and passions and we all are, have our own different thing that makes us, us, are you, you. So like, I don't want it to be all about me because this, this life wouldn't be as beautiful as it, as it is if I didn't have my husband or if I didn't have this podcast and you, Yana, and all of our viewers and just like everyone in my life, my son, my dog, you know, just this experience of life. And I just, I'm just really grateful ultimately that I can, that I was able to see the other side. And if you're at this place where you're like, well, that I can't do that. I was there too. I once was there. And this is what I was talking about like years ago when that anxiety was really high and like, and like, just, it was like, the sky is falling. That's where I felt I couldn't there. I didn't see it. But then I got told about yoga over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, what is it about yoga? What is it? And so I did it. And I've been doing yoga ever since. It's been three years and 74 days. I'm looking at my journal. I write it down. Yeah, three years and 74 days of doing yoga. And I got to say the yoga has helped because it's opened my eyes to other self-love, self-care avenues, which has helped open me up to work on problems ultimately that were that are inside and like there's problems I'm continuing to work on and that's like you were saying before Yana like we all have problems and ultimately when we have a trigger or there's that trauma there there's a problem and so are you going to sit in that problem and be like well this is me I'm going to stay here because this happened nothing can be better or are you going to try just, just try it on, try it on and see how you feel maybe thinking the other way. Like, oh, I, I can work on being better for myself. Um, I can practice self-love, self-care, you know, putting, putting in affirmations that align to you, like even a great affirmation, I am solution focused right there. I am solution focused. That's an amazing affirmation especially with what we're talking about because then you're it's something you're consciously saying to yourself so ultimately like there's this other affirmation I like like be it and it will be and that's why I like affirmations because it's something that I'm reframing and rewiring my mind with every single day this is me this is me this is who I am and when something else comes in like today like with this overactive ego it was like, no, this is not me. This is not me. But I was playing that role instead of, okay, this is not me. Um, Cause we all have different roles and you get to choose the roles you want. Then there's some roles that may have been given to you or you put on that you don't want. Like with me, the, the anxiety role, I didn't want that, but it was on me. And slowly through the years, I've learned how to become friends with this role and it doesn't consume me as much. Sure, I have my moments where I get anxiety 
sometimes when I'm excited, I, I think that I'm anxious, but ultimately I'm just excited because those feelings are very similar. When you feel joyful, you may feel a little like anxious in a way because you're so like, so like with this positive, like uplifted feeling that it might feel if you're prone to problem solutions, you might kind of redirect it towards that problem instead of being like, wait, no, this is something else. And that's also, I would add that is that that anxiety might come from you feeling unworthy of mm -hmm. feeling that joy and happiness. Because that's what it was for me. Every time I felt happy and joyful when I was healing, mm. I, I ended up feeling worse because I felt unworthy and I'm just nerving. Exactly. I'm really glad you brought that in because that is... <laughs> that ultimately what it came down to me, I'm not enough. Like, you know, yeah. but we all are enough. And that's especially for women. Yeah. Women are known because men are able to compartmentalize, whereas mm -hmm. women, we cannot. We are very emotional and we process everything through our emotions. And no wonder we feel like we're always in a roller coaster ride. And anxiety, when we feel anxious, actually the reason why we feel anxious is because we have unhealed trauma because we're so emotional. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us that is experiencing anxiety, it is a flag telling you that you have unhealed trauma right here. Take the freaking time to identify what the heck it is and start healing it. Start working on it to help you move through it because you avoiding it, you not dealing with it is the very reason why you're here. Is the very reason why you continue to face this anxiety day in and day out, night in and night out and that nothing seems to completely get rid of it. And then what's worse is then that turns into panic attacks. Like that is not okay. If you think that's okay to live that way, then please stop watching this video uh, or listening to this podcast, wherever you are, and continue to live your life that way. But chances are, you know it's not okay. And you know you're not meant to live your life feeling like this because it feels like you're already dead. And mm -hmm. somehow you're walking around or flying around as a ghost, as a premonition, if you will. And you're just trying to find any, grab onto anything that will give you that feeling of I'm alive and, and I feel alive and I feel good. And too often those things are unhealthy. The things that we try to give to ourselves to cling on, they're not, they're not healthy. Too often they are addictions, but instead, the addiction that we all have, that we're trying to numb, is the addiction of loving yourself and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first and making sure that I am good and I am happy before anyone else is. And not in a very selfish way where I don't care how you feel, it's all about me. But in the way of from level five as an opportunity, right? I am taking care of myself because I know in me doing so, I'm going to be a much better mother or father. I'm going to be a much better partner and a friend and acquaintance. I'm going to be a much better speaker. I'm going to be much 
I'm going to be showing up on my podcast much better and more alive by me putting myself first for a minute or two or however long it is. I keep putting the sound on and it, and it keeps doing commercials. I Even though it's not supposed to have commercials, so no more sound. Oh, um, <laughs> but I'm not paying for my, my, my YouTube being sound free. Um, but the point of all of this is, is that if your problem is anxiety, which for many, many, many people, it actually is. You have trauma that you have ignored, avoided, and swept under the rug and did not deal with it for numerous reasons. One being that you were not ready. Now that you continue to feel this anxiety, this, this panic attack coming up, it means that you are ready because you're being forced to deal with what feels like the devil. But it is not. It is actually an angel that is you, that is part of you, that is telling you, okay, it is time. It is time to lift up that rug and deal with all the shit that you swept underneath it. Let's start with one, the first one. What is it? What is that first thing that is coming up for you that you know you are ready to deal with, to work through, to heal through, to grow through? What is it? Just one. Start with one. Let us know in the comments what that mm -hmm. one thing is. And then if you have many more things coming up for you, share away or write them for yourself. However you want to do it, let it all out because this is one of the most important processes that each and every human being goes through. And that is identifying the problem, identifying the block, identifying that the shit that you're going through which you're go growing through that the stuff that you're dealing with identifying it is it's like giving it a name you give it a name and because you know it exists and now that's the first step to you taking ownership of that next steps are easier even though they might not feel like they are easier but it's then what are you going to do about it how are you going to do it? How are you going to keep yourself accountable to make sure it's done? Who is going to be part of this journey? Who is not going to be part of this journey? Right? Um, how are you going to reward yourself when you get to the first milestone? Which means what are the milestones? How are you, how are you going to know that you're actually dealing with this problem and overcoming this problem? Identify the milestones. And then how are you going to celebrate each and every milestone? Milestones don't have to be, I feel anxious. And the first milestone is I feel happy and joyful. That is like, that is the end result. The first milestone would be, for example, for me, the first milestone was I'm going to wake up and listen to what makes me happy first thing in the morning, the first 20 minutes of my day and not look at my phone. Yeah. That's it. 
the first one, the, what for me was, was when I was doing my yoga and during the yoga, I felt like what kind of yoga I was doing and maybe a little bit after, but at first it was just during the yoga and then it slowly started to flow outwardly to where it was beyond the yoga. But yeah, it was during that practice. See, so for you, what I'm hearing is you were doing something and uh, during your 24 hour period, you found something that you knew was going to help you because you had basically, um, cause you were saying like, everyone kept telling you, you keep hearing, you keep seeing it. We all have something. We all have that solution in front of our face being screamed in our faces. And yet we choose to ignore and avoid it because we're not ready yet. Okay, but we are ready. We're more than ready. That's why it's there. The only thing that's stopping us is ourselves and that fear, which is ourselves. And because we have that solution, now we've got to figure out when are we going to, like throughout the whole 24 hours, when are we going to practice that solution? You were practicing your yoga at the times that you were. I was practicing my first 20 minutes of the day, listen to that, because for me, I was waking up with panic attacks every single day. And I was throwing up and I was just spinning out. And I would have the sweats and I couldn't eat until basically evening time. So for me, I knew that I needed to gain control of the first 20 minutes of my morning and this to me was the solution and before I knew it like I wish I was like you Bethany I had all of us are different this is not something that I do nor do I see myself doing that I just you know sometimes I wish I was that way but at the same time like I know it's not me but I wish I would keep track of day one day two day three I like I do <laughs> The first five days and afterwards, I'm like, too much work. It's not, it's not the way I do yeah. things. And, right, exactly. So Bethany sharing how she does things. I share how I do things. You as a viewer, as a listener, you have your own ways and processes. So we're not sharing these things for you to change how you're doing things. We're sharing these things to help you own what you're already doing and who you are and, and what works for you and how things work for you. And try something else if it works, doesn't. Like I, for the longest time, it also comes from the ego, the jealousy, the envy, right? For the longest time, I would sit there and I'll use this as an example, right? The, you keeping track of things. And I would be like, oh, I wish I would be like that. Why can't I be like that? And I find myself spinning out and beating myself. Mm -hmm. Why am I not doing, not doing this? Why is it so easy for her to do it, but I can't do it? And, you know eventually little by little I've you know putting myself um out there in, in many different ways right in, in videos but also yeah. putting myself out there and doing things going out and having conversations and educating myself and continuing to raise my consciousness whatever that means to me however whatever practices that I use on any given day, because that changes as well. I don't like to do the same things every single day. Like I have certain things throughout my week, but I I like surprises. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people don't. Right. I, and that's something I'm learning to be more spon- spontaneous with my routine. But I have noticed that when I stick to like a very like steady routine, it, it helps with the, the anxiety side of things. It keeps me feeling, I guess, more balanced and calm. Cause then it's like, okay, same thing. Like I have a playlist I listen to and I started out the beginning of the day and it's the same playlist. Um, what I listen to at the beginning of my day is nine different binarial beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's an, uh, it's a full body or a cleanse and a cell regeneration, um, um, healing therapy music. And I do that when, during my morning routine, but the la- honestly, since the new moon, I've been kind of changing up like how I do things and it's been fun. So I definitely agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. See, but, I can't do that. Yeah. I cannot. I have a, pl- have a music playlist. I have many yeah. different playlists, but I cannot, like, I, I, I can't listen to the same thing every single day. I, I, I can't, I don't enjoy it. It becomes like that itself can cause me anxiety, right? So mm-hmm. this is what, just an example for everyone that Everyone's different. one person, the same thing, the same routine, might just bring you into a downward spiral. For me, it causes me anxiety. Having the same thing, to me, it's like mind-numbing. To me, it feels like I'm all about adventure and new things. I don't even like to go on hikes in the same place. I want to go like, I wish, and I know now that I say it, it's going to happen. And I know it's going to happen because this is just how I am. Um, Because part of it is already going to be happening next year. It's all about planning sometimes. Right, because we can't just sit around and wait for these things to happen. We got a plan. So for me, I like to like. I wish I'm gonna finish my wish. I wish I could go to a different place and visit a different place every single day. Mm. Not every single day of the year, because that would be not only physically but also mentally exhausting. But then again, maybe it won't be. So one day I might find <laughs> out and go different place every single day. And different different city, different town, different province here in Ontario, different state in America, different country, different things in, in exploring and um, expanding my my palette, if you will. Yeah. And I've always been like, for me, the word gypsy comes to mind. This is kind of like um, referred to as a gypsy lifestyle, where they're they're never staying in one place. They don't like they don't uh, set roots in one place. They go in different places and everywhere. And to me, that that's an exciting way to live. But to many other people, that alone would cause so much anxiety because there's so much uncertainty. Where am I gonna, what am I going to do? Where am I going to stay? <laughs> that's right? where my anxiety would be like, yeah for me I'm like oh my god that's the most exciting part I don't know where I'm gonna eat or what I'm gonna do like I don't want to pre-plan things but as I started saying so for next year I already shared with you Bethany so I'm sharing with all the listeners and viewers is I I have been wanting to go to Jasper Alberta for as long as I've known it existed and as long as long as I've since I've learned that from my childhood back in Russia, we went to this place called Arhus, where it's like in the mountains, cold, icy cold water, everything mm-hmm. green, and winters are like really winters, it's like really cold. 
Um, mind you, I've never been in Russia in, in the winter time, but like in the spring and the summer, and it would be like you wear a sweater. And I've been wanting to go there because just the childhood memory, we, we all chase our childhood memories, like nostalgia. That's what we want. A lot of us, all of us too, and to a degree. Uh, mind you, there are some people who have had traumatic childhoods and they're searching for the opposite, right? And so for me, I've since I've learned that Jasper, Alberta is like that, I'm like, I need to go there. And I wanted to go there because I think it's like seven years since I've known. So for seven years, I've been wanting to go. And this year I decided, yes, we're going. We're going this year, we're going this summer. And I started looking into it. And the way I wanted to go, it was just wasn't going to happen. Plus with the gas prices and everything. I'm like, mm. we're doing it next year. I don't give a fuck. We're doing it. I'm booking it. We're going to drive there. It's going to take us four days to get there. It's a two-day drive. You don't stop. But we ain't doing that. We're going to drive there for four days. Right. Speed it up a little bit more, which is three days. But (laughs) (laughs) But I started booking. I booked the stay. And we're not staying in Jasper, uh, Alberta because I want to visit it. I don't necessarily want to stay there. I wanted to find a place that I felt like I wanted Mm. to stay and it just happened to be in British Columbia. So we're going to be staying in British Columbia, but visiting different places every single day. There's a lot of hikes, a lot of different things in there. And I feel like landed there for a reason. One of my friends happens to live there. So that's exciting. Visiting her, I haven't seen her in like what? At this point, I think seven years. so yeah anyways so I and the only planning that I'm doing is I'm booking just the night stays that's it and I'm not looking for where we're going to be eating I'm not doing any of that or where we're going to go that's something that I can do on a drive there that's something that I can do when we're already there in a hotel and it's like you guys feel like going out no too bad because we're going (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah I agree with you like on trips like I don't necessarily like plan where we're gonna eat like sometimes we're like oh we want to check out this place if it's somewhere you know not around here and being from California there's places when we travel that aren't here in Michigan but when we go out or they might be in a different town or, or city and so we'll look, we will look for these like certain places when we're in different um, cities, but yeah, on that aspect. But what I really, I really love how this just shows everyone how we can all do things that are different, you know, like we don't have to have, do the same stuff. And, and that's like what I was saying earlier about like our gifts and passions, you know, and what, what, what works for us. Ultimately, it's always going to be different. You, you might like from this, cause I know there's videos I watch of people's lives or like motivational videos where it'll bring something up for me, like with the routine I do. And then I'm like, oh, I already do what they're talking about, but in my own way. And it's like that synchronicity, like, oh, I'm on the right path. Okay, I got this. Cool. Like other people are doing it, but this is how I'm doing it in my way. And then that fuels my confidence. And like, it helps bring like a stronger um, sense of who I am because it's like, wow, like, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's similar, but it's different. Like, um, 
let's say with like morning routines, like your morning routine versus mine, you know, like when you said we wake up and do a meditation, like I do similar things, but it's a little bit different, but I get the same results like you do, you know, and it's really sets ourselves up for the day and helps us feel like, oh yeah, I got this, you know, and helps bring that balance in. Um, so I just, I just love it. Like how there's just so many differences, but they all achieve sometimes the same thing. And sometimes they don't achieve it if it doesn't work for you. And that's why also I said earlier, like, try it on, see if it works. If you don't like it, trash it, do something else. Um, and this quote on my tea today, I really like it. So I'm going to share it. I'm going to share a different quote at the end. Um, but this one, it says, life is best lived by focusing on your goals and dancing through all other distractions. And when I hear dancing, I hear stuff like self-expression, um, self-love, self-care, you know? So like, when you're focusing on your goals and what you want and like the things you want to work on being solution focused instead of being problem focused and you just like dance through all the other stuff you do your self-love and self-care through the other stuff and you focus on what's important to you ultimately and that's what I like about being solution focused for myself and sure I have moments where I go into problem focus but now it's easier for me to get back on track. Like with this, like this, what I was telling happened earlier today um, with my husband, you know, in the past, it would have taken me a lot longer to get into this place where I was like, oh, I see the problem. Like I see the problem. And that was the overactive ego, overactive inner critic, you know, just clouding the system. And so my higher self and, and ultimately me had to come in and be like, no, we're going outside. This is not working. We're going outside. And for me, when I try to, when I want to access my higher self, my, like my unique authentic self, I go outside or I sing or I dance. There's certain things that I do and it helps me hone in. But years ago, I didn't know of this stuff. And it just really took practice, you know, practice and learning and going like focusing on what I want and focusing on the solutions instead of the problems because there's always going to be problems in life they're not going to go away but it's how your mindset is and how you choose to view it like for me like a situation happens sure I may have my moments where I'm like oh my god the sky is falling but it's like wait a minute no let's work through it real quick let's do our little work through and then it gets me back on track and then I see the opportunities or the options in it and honestly me coming alive after that situation that happened shows me huge growth because in the past I would have probably hit you up and been like I'm canceling I'm not doing this today nope but instead I was like well that's not a solution that's just going to cause more problems because it's the inner world is going to be even more crushed like oh we didn't even get to do the podcast today like what the heck like that's our thing that's our Wednesday this is one of those things that makes your heart sing and so ultimately like find those things that make your heart sing follow your intuition your intuition your heart will lead you and I know it's hard but go into meditation meditation and prayer and affirmations those really help and that's also why if you go I believe below this video is going to be my live um, for you for wellness Wednesday where we do a meditation on focusing on a solution for an answer we be, we may have been or the question we've been answering to get that solution to get that answer and solution real quick what does that mean just so you're like what does a solution mean solving a problem 
it's working through stuff, it's growth, it's opportunity, it's an answer, an explanation, clarification, it's options, it's opportunity, like I said, dealing with a difficult situation, result, resolution, having that reframe, rewire, that like aha moment, you know, and a way to deal with something so that the difficulty is removed. So when you're going into the solution, you're really working on getting getting that stuff you don't like removed and then working on finding the stuff you do want. I like that. And I also like the, the quote that you read because I have been stuck on one word at the very end, which is distraction. Mm. So, because really what I hear from that quote is that you focus on, on yourself and your goals. And then what's going to happen is life is going to throw distractions in your direction to see how much you actually want to achieve and reach that goal, mm-hmm. which I, often in entrepreneur, like in the entrepreneurial world, it's called a shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, you're going through uh, one of my programs or somebody's program that you're going through and as you're going through this program and you're getting things done, not only are you listening, you're actually doing the work that is that is be, that is there for each and every module. And then somebody else comes in. You, let's say you watch another or another opportunity to watch a webinar or another uh, or another class or another lesson for free. So you basically are now being faced with this shiny object opportunity to go on to the next one because now this is shiny this one you're already doing it doesn't feel as shiny Mm. but as you continue to go through it each and every week you are quickly reminded that it is very shiny but we do get distracted it just makes me think of a crow Mm -hmm. Uh, we get distracted by shiny objects oh here's another shiny thing here's another shiny thing and then we go here we go there we go there we go here and we have now been pulled away in many different directions away from what we actually wanted in the first place away from the goal away from the focus away from the problem that we have identified early on in in this video this audio and said, this is what I want to work on. This is what I want to do. Yeah. But the reason why I wanted to point this out, this word distraction, is that when you have decided that this is what you want to do, you are going to be challenged via your focus and your determination of how much you actually want to achieve that. And you'll have so many different shiny objects coming at you, coming to you, coming for you to test you out, to actually see if you want it. And your mind will be really, really good in telling you, this is meant to be. I'm supposed to be watching this because it's right in front of me. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be watching that and doing this because it's in front of me. But as true as that is, the actual, the actual um, thought might actually be is this really what's meant to be for me am i really supposed to be doing this or watching this or is this actually a test to see how badly i want to achieve this goal 
because by me being distracted by all these other things, I'm being pulled away and lose focus and momentum of what I was already doing. And when I get back to it, if I actually even get back to it, that energy will be gone and I will have to start over again. And we all know that none of us like to start anything over. That's why we continue to do the same thing over and over again that causes us to feel miserable because we don't want to quit because we don't want to start over. But by you, but at the same time, those shiny objects, oh, let me go try this. Let me go try that. Oh, let me read this book. That makes us, because we're also chasing that initial feeling that we get from when we start a new program, we start a new relationship, when we get a, a puppy, when we get uh, a new baby, how it feels great in the beginning, but then reality sets in and no longer feels shiny. Now it feels like a chore responsibility. So I want to remind everyone of this reality of the truth that this momentum, it comes and goes. But you, the more you focus and the more determined and consistent you stay and you continue to stick it out with what you have decided was important to you and you continue to remind yourself why it's important, which means you gotta take the time to identify why it actually is important so you can have that reminder. Then once you are done, you, this is where you feel success. This is where you feel fulfilled. This is where you feel whole. This is where you feel valued and worthy. Not in the chase itself, but in the completion of things. Mm -hmm. That's where, that's what we're all really ultimately are going for. And then before we complete something, make sure you have something else that's going in there. Um, there was something else that I've written down because uh, you because you shared your your story, your experience with your partner, and uh, what that got me to write down is is this. And I'm going to use an example of a child because I have kids. All of you, if not most of you or all of you have kids that are listening or watching when your child is upset when your child is crying how do you react how do you respond what do you do what don't you do these questions are important so as you're listening mm -hmm. you want to write them down and answer them for yourself or answer them don't don't put these things off later but take the time to really think about them how do you show up for your child and for yourself when he or she is upset when he or she is crying when they're clearly are hurting, how do you show up? Yeah. That, will, that will help you to understand more of who you are and who you want to be. And at the same time, help you to see how you're showing up for others when they are in pain. So the reason why I wanted to use an example as a of a child and as a parent is also think back to when you were a child. How did your parents show up for you? 
What did your parents do, didn't do? Are you doing the same as your parents did? Or have you changed your approach? Because what I've done is I used to show up the same as my parents, the same way as their parents did. Well, actually, my parents got a little better than their parents. And that's, that's the process of life. We continue to evolve and become better and better, better parents as each generation grows. And sometimes, of course, goes the opposite way and then we've got to start it over again. Uh, but I can only speak for myself, the way I was raised and the way that I'm raising my kids. I wasn't there to witness my, my parents' childhood, right? If I was, that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> or at least not in the physical sense, I wasn't there, right? But the way that I used to is, and I'm gonna speak from what I've learned, my awarenesses and you know, once my conscious got, got raised, that the way I used to show up was I would tell my kid to be quiet, to stop crying, stop whining, there's no need, just get over it, just move on, don't do this, stop it, stop it, stop it, trying to control it because I was uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to soothe. I didn't know any of that. So I needed to learn because I became really quick, quickly aware, but just observing, observing my child and observing myself by just kind of standing there and go, going over what just happened and how was he feeling and how did I show up and how my showing up caused him or her to feel because I'm a girl and a boy. And, and then, you know, I do my best not to beat myself up. Initially, it was hard. Over time, it became just normal where I don't see it as a negative. I see it as, hey, great. What can I do better? So allowing our kids and what I, when I say kids, I don't actually just mean kids. I also am talking about your partners. I'm talking about everyone that you know in your life including yourself, which means that you need to set those boundaries and remind others as well that when, when you're going through something, when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're processing, when you're very visibly annoyed and irritated and you're just not yourself, you clearly need to state that I just need some time. Let me be, let me process. Your partner will learn to do the same if they haven't already. If they're sad, if they're visibly sad or upset, they know where to find you as well. And all you can do is you can come up and say, are you okay? Can I help with anything? Because really what they're asking is for your help. And it is our job as parents, as partners, because essentially in the way we are mothers or fathers to our partners as well. We're all children that, never, that, that, that will never grow up. All of us are children that will never grow up. And by allowing our child, our physical child or our partner child to just work through whatever just happened. They need that time alone. They need to process. They need to process the lessons they've learned. They need to process what happened. They need to understand, you know, how did they show up? How did the other person show up? What they liked, what they didn't like? What is the lesson? How are they hurt? What are they feeling with their experience? And they're going through their own boot camp, if you will, 
in their mind and in their body and they're feeling and they're growing and that's why it doesn't feel good because they're growing through it they're learning this is like the actual life school that each and every one of us goes through and it is not our job to take them out of it and what's what's actually even worse by us trying to take them out of that space coming from a place of love we're trying to help them by taking them out of there but it's actually it, it's it's almost like your kid coming home from school they have homework but you're doing the homework for them you're taking that away from them and you're not allowing them to learn from it it's very valuable because they have a problem that they're working through in their mind and in their body and only they can solve that problem. Only they can heal your old tears. Only they can come to your realization. I am my own person and no one can shit on me. Nobody can take anything away from, from me unless I give it to them. I own myself. I have my own power. I am unlimited. Because this is where everybody's trying to get to. To the feeling of feeling free and we have to give that to ourselves through all the problems that we face through all the struggles that we grow through through everything that does not feel good and you as a partner Bethany you said that you felt guilty and you know ashamed and all of these feelings or emotions which are very normal because you care for him Mm -hmm. I felt that same way with my partner and I'm sure he has as well. I actually know he has as well. And it's important for us to communicate with words that all of us understand. The words like guilt, shame, embarrassment, um, ego, and letting our partners know that when you say this, it makes me feel guilty. Not because of you, not because of what you said, but because I've experienced something in the past, whether they were the ones that caused it or not. And you can use that because in the relationships with our kids, with our partners, with our friends, it's important to share these experiences. It's important to share our thoughts and our words. Some will understand, some will not. Those that will understand, they will stick around. Those that will not, they will fuck off or fluck off, whatever you want to call it. And that just means kudos. Good for you. You were never my person. Now I have that space for somebody else to come in and fill that space. So don't take them out of it. Uh, but the way that you can help, it, help them is make sure that you let them know that you're there, that they can come and talk to you. You're you're a safe person you will provide a safe space and through um through experience they will get to see that that is how it is but we will got to learn how to do that in our individual relationships with, with whoever right the kids partners friends family whatnot and when there's a disagreement we all have them we get to learn more of each other and what we also get to do is we get to then take ownership of our own part mm -hmm. in that scenario. And when we take ownership and say, 
I fucked up. I'm sorry. And this is how I fucked up. Please help me to do better, right? Which means, and again, I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that if you have a severely abusive partner, I'm talking about like narcissist versus empath. That's different. They will use that as ammunition and they will hurt you. So that you do not want to spend your time with a narcissist. Okay. So you gauge the situation, you gauge your partner. Uh, We're talking about those partners who are willing and open and are that, that are in it that are willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that the relationship works for both, not just for them and not just for you, but equally for both, that everyone is happy, okay? And even though initially it might not seem like that, because initially in my relationship, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like he was for himself and I was giving and giving, but to him, it was the other way. Because we, we see, well, you know, we see things our own way, but the reality is different, right? For him, it was, she's taking a taking, taking, I keep giving, but, right? So we see things not as they are, we see them as we are. So it's important to have these conversations, be open and open your heart which is really scary for most people to do because we've all been hurt and our heart has bled many times. It's still bleeding now. It's just going through tubes in and out, right? Um, the, uh, the visceral system. Uh, but anyways, but the, the more you do that, the more you start to understand yourself first and foremost and how you fit in to this relationship, how you want to show up, how you want them to show up. And they learn that of themselves and of you as well. And from that point on, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that the relationship will grow and flourish because by you opening up and by you being vulnerable, you're allowing them to do the same. And you're allowing them to see the real you. And that is scary. And that is uncomfortable. This is when the ego will come up and say, no, 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 no. Don't do that. They're going to know you are full of flaws. Here, I'll tell you a little secret. They already know you're full of flaws. They know you're full of flaws. They see them. (laughs) You're not fooling anyone. But but by you owning them, you're taking that power away as well. And they already know that they're full of flaws. But because they're not listening to this video, or maybe you'll share it with them, and then they'll hear it as well. They might not be aware that you already know all of their flaws. Because we all go through, this is in a way um, a delusion that we all carry. We think that we are, you know, nobody sees our flaws, that you know, nobody knows that. We have shit that we're dealing with, but people know, they see, especially if they're paying attention, they see. So I want to hear what everybody learned from this example with 
our, with your partners, with our partners, with our kids. If they're crying and you're uncomfortable, you have many choices. You have many choices of how to react or respond. Another great video to watch that we've done or um, podcasts, um, reaction, reaction versus responding. Yeah. yeah, we just did it um, a couple of weeks back. But very, like, just take the time to see how you're showing up if you're responding or you're reacting. Because the choice is, is yours. And if you want to do one over the other, you just need to practice. Yeah, yeah. be it and it will be. Like what I love about the flaws that come out, because it really shows me how I want to show up in the world and like how I want to show up for myself and others. Um, when like this incident with my husband, that's not how I wanted to show up. I was writing notes because ultimately this podcast, Heal the Unicorn podcast, um, for me, really helped with the situation earlier. And, you know, I may look like I have it all figured out. You know, I don't. I'm still growing and learning. And ultimately, what came from this was in these situations, like, I just need, I just want to be there, be there with compassion and understanding and love and kindness and forgiveness, knowing they, they say something that isn't necessarily meant for you, but it's a mirror and they're saying it out loud. But of course, if it hurts, you know, if it caused some upset, we'll look within, but also know that they might've crossed a line there, you know, boundaries, it's important. You don't wanna let people walk over you. But what I like to remind myself and something that I'm learning, um, you know, the, the book, The Four Agreements, and lately I've been really like thinking about the four agreements, you know, don't take any things, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, be the best version of you and be impeccable with your words, you know, be your, express yourself, be, be the person you want to show up for, you know, don't be that the person that you're the old patterns and the old person that you've been working through don't go back to there but sure we're gonna have our moments when we do go back and but that's why having this reminder of the four agreements it's like oh wow I was with my situation I was taking things personally I was making assumptions I wasn't being that authentic version of myself. I was being the overactive ego side and I wasn't being impeccable with my word because I was not showing up with compassion and love. I was adding fuel to the fire that was burning. And so ultimately like I really like worked through this whole situation and now going through with this, I now have because I've had, we've had disagreements like this before, and I haven't come down to this conclusion yet. And so I really feel like this is a huge, like, growth moment to really catapult me to my greatness. Um, and that's why I'm also bringing it up, because it may be, maybe you're going through something similar, and this speaks to you, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, yes, like, this is what I did too. Well, hey, I'm glad I could help be a mirror for you because oftentimes a lot of people that we watch that are around us, if it resonates with us in like an uplifting, empowering way, or if it triggers us, it's that mirror, you know, it's showing us that there's something inside of us that we like about that person or maybe showing us their qualities 
their flaws, you know, and you see it and it's like a mirror to you. Cause you're like, Oh, I like that about the person, but I don't like that. But why is it a trigger? You know? So it's really like using people as a teacher, ultimately, you know, using life as a teacher, using your situations, your problems as a teacher, instead of being so down and out and in that victim mindset, which we'll be talking about next week. So I um, want to throw that one out there. But yeah, so I just want to th- thank you, Yana. And I'm just really appreciative of this space ultimately today because I was able to really heal. I feel like, you know, and other things I wrote in here was, um, you know, I made this about me ultimately. And that's not how it was meant to be. Like when your loved ones come to you, it's, I want to be there with, like I said, compassion, love, and, you know, like, just be there, like you said, just be there, because ultimately, they just want to be heard, seen, and loved, and during the hard times, that's how you are, too, and that's how I am, I just want to be heard, seen, and loved, um, so, yeah, that's, that's also why I do a check-in with myself, because then I'm able to be like, all right, I'm, am I seen, am I heard, am I loved, no, okay, well, where, where's the issue, and that's what this podcast helped me do, ultimately, as well, um, so, yeah, I'm, really appreciate the space like I am every week but this week the icing on the cake because also I pushed past the limit here because in the past like I was saying I would have just no canceled everything the sky is falling nope 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 we'll get back on track when things are on track but instead I just like I just decided to come up with a solution and I know that this podcast helps me heal and it helps others heal you know it helps us show up as we are and our authentic selves. So I came in, you know, and I didn't, I even told you, like, I don't know if I can even talk about this because I'm a husband in the other room and I don't want to cause more fuel. But ultimately when you were talking beforehand, I was like, oh, huh, okay. What, what was my role in this? You know, so I was able to switch it around and learn from it. Um, so leading into the quote that I, that I, that was picked today um, by my intuitive um, moving of the screen. (laughs) 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 So uh, when the heaviness hits and it seems impossible to withstand, the light will always shine through. And what is that light? It is you, it is me. It is that self-love and self-care because like when a storm, it's dark, but the sun always comes out to shine. It always comes out to shine after. And so be like the sun, don't be the storm, feel the storm, work through the storm, learn through the storm, grow through it, heal through it, practice through it, but be the sun, that light, be that beacon of light so you can help other people go through it as well. Because when we know that we're not alone, it helps us work through or helps me work through things. When I hear someone else going through something similar, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. Wow. I, I thought I was. And it just brings you back down to a more like balance. Like, okay, well, if other people have this, well, I want to work on this because it's something that's a common problem. And then you're able to share your knowledge and your wisdom. It's like with anxiety and the stuff we talk about, it's a, it's a common problem that a lot of people go through. I go through it still, you know, like with this journey of life, we're never going to not have problems, but it's really your mindset and how you view the problem. The choice is yours. 
exactly. And also, I feel like that quote is falls in perfectly with what you were just sharing, how you did not want to, like the, the old you would have not wanted to come here, partially also knowing that you're going to feel better afterwards, or if you didn't show up, that you feel even worse. And I want to use that as an example for when we're when we're working through something or when we are dealing with a problem that we have identified when we're going towards that goal. What's going to happen is that there's going to be that moment when you're not going to want to do the work that you know you have chosen to do, but don't feel like you want to do it for many different reasons. But this is where the challenge will be. Do you show up for yourself or do you, do you then not show up for yourself and feel worse and guilty after that? It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're about to eat a cookie. And if you are a conscious being where you are taking the time before you eat that cookie to think, how am I going to feel 10 minutes after I'm done eating that cookie? <laughs> and you respond with, I'm not going to feel great. And then you choose not to eat the cookie. And you also ask yourself, how are you going to feel if you eat that cookie and eat that cookie every single day in 10 months or in 10 years? Add on top of how are you going to look? And then you will be more likely to put that cookie down and less likely to eat it. Same thing when we are working towards something, when we have that goal, when we have that dream that we want. Asking yourself the same question, how am I going to feel when I do this in 10 minutes? How about in 10 months? How about in 10 years? How are you going to feel? How are you going to look? How are you going to live? How are, who are you after you have faced this, this dream, reached this dream, this goal in 10 minutes? It's also a great question to ask when you're about to do something scary. Um, how am I going to feel 10 minutes after I'm, let's say, done making that phone call? How am I going to feel at 10 minutes? Chances are you're going to feel calm because and accomplished and feel great because you've just done something you were scared of. What about in 10 months? Are you even going to remember the first call that you've made? How about in 10 years? Right. So when we ask ourselves that simple question or those three simple questions, it can help us get back on track and remind us what's important and what is the actual goal and result that we want and ultimately how we're going to feel when we have it or when we don't have it. And that allows us to have a more conscious choice as opposed to, I don't feel like it. So because I don't feel like it, I'm just going to not do it. Which mm -hmm. is, there's all emotion, all emotion and no conscious choice in there. And all of us have those days. Each and every one of us have those days when we are just so controlled and ran by our emotions that we don't even realize 
that we are making a choice, but it's not a healthy one or it's not a conscious one. So sometimes we gotta just pause and breathe and think about it. And thinking alone scares a lot of people. So <laughs> we're not even gonna get into that, but thinking time is important every single day. If you want to yeah. do meditation as thinkitation, you can just sit and think and you know process things in your head or write it down. That's a very healthy way. But there is a lot to getting things out of your head and on paper or in a video or an audio, however you want to do it, just get it out of your head. So it's no longer there. It's easier to see when it's outside of you and it's almost impossible to see when it's inside. Oh yeah, I gotta say, doing the journal. I was gonna say journal. If you find it hard to like think about it, journal about it, and just have an empty. Because this is what I do. I have an empty piece of paper, and I just write. Okay, write. And if I can't think of something, something I'll maybe I'll just do. I write or I'm whatever thought comes to my mind, and eventually it all comes out. And yes, it's gonna take practice. It's gonna take time. But give yourself the grace of one step at a time, like one time, one time. Okay, I did it this time. Now let's move on to the next. And like I like to say, practice makes progress. You gotta practice, practice, and you gotta learn. So yeah, the journaling, and that's what I do. I I strongly advocate the journaling, and I just my journal is like, I mean, I've showed you guys before, but it's just blank and I just write I just write in it it's I start out my day and I write out my values and that's something that I find to be helpful because then it helps me focus on who I am because your values are who you are ultimately so I write out write out all my values and I have like 25 different ones I don't, I don't get into that here but if you're curious you can always message or ask in the comments um but finding your values I feel like helps also. And that's a whole nother thing. And I know we did a video on it, but who knows, maybe in the next coming up month here, we'll we'll do a video on values again. Or if you're interested, you know, put in the comment, let us know. Let us know some topics you guys want us to talk about too. Put them in the comments. We've never really asked this and it just came to mind. You know, if there's something that you're wanting to work on or go through, put in the comments. And when we go to plan um, our weekly uh, titles, we can add that in, you know, we, we want to hear you. We're here for you and we want you to be seen. So if there's something you want to talk about, please let us know. Yes. That's a great point because that way we're actually help bring in the solutions that you're asking for, bringing the tips and tricks that you're actually asking for, that you're sitting and waiting and just hoping that we were going to talk about it but hoping alone does very little. None of us are mind readers. Exactly. We're not. So as we're getting to the end of this call today, I wanted to really just really quickly summarize with this, that whether you are problem focused or solution focused doesn't really matter. And yet it does, because both of them have values, both of them have lessons, both of them offer a great deal to your life. And how you show up 
will also determine how other people in your life show up as well, because we do become the average of the five people that we spend most time with. So if you don't like how you're showing up, check your friend circle, good, because maybe they're all whining, complaining, and all disease problems, and you know there's no silver lining, and you've become that way. So I'm not saying that they might be the problem, because they're not. You are your own person and you consciously or subconsciously, you have chosen to live this life. But if you don't like it, as Bethany said today, change it. Change those friends. Add one positive person. See how that feels. Maybe they're too positive. So find someone in between. Because for some people, I'm way too positive. And I'm like, eh, no, I'm not. You should meet Bethany. <laughs> You're like, that's positive, okay? So... Right. But you find your happy medium of who is going to add value to your life. Because this is when it comes to friends that we have, family that we have, that we communicate with or not communicate with, we only keep those that bring value to our life close to us and somewhere in between. Those that have no value to our life, this is, it's not a bad thing. This is how humans exist. And the, the sooner each and one, every, every one of us accepts this truth, this reality, this is in a way a human condition. This is how humans exist. And there's no changing that. The easier it will be. The easier it will be for you to let go of people that are no longer serving their purpose and are no longer adding value to your life. And the easier it will be for you to let go of those that have done that to you, for you. And I say for you because they've left and now you've learned a great deal from that loss. But maybe you you need to grieve, right? Because losing our friends in the physical or mental sense, we need to heal from that as well. So whatever it is that you want from your life, make sure that you have people in your life that are going to add value to that journey and not take away. It's very important. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and test it out. But I'm telling you, you're going to realize really quickly that if people are dragging you down, you'll have a choice to either go with them or drop them and get on a different ship. And fill it with people that are actually going to be contributing to your journey and your growth. And once in a while, you'll notice that some people will jump overboard or will be thrown overboard by you and new ones will come. That's what life is all about. It's ever-changing. The trees are always changing their leaves. Our life is kind of like that. We are continuing to change things that we like, things that we don't like. People will like people we don't like. And that's okay. And if it feels a little uncomfortable or painful when we, even if we are the ones that have chosen to let someone go and we're feeling that loss, give yourself the grace to heal through that and to really sit with it for a little bit mm-hmm. allow yourself to heal your to heal from that loss because it it needs time as well because if you don't heal from tiny little losses how are you going to be able to heal from big losses i've never taken the time to heal through little losses and then when we lost twin girls and lost 
friends, I lost a job, and I lost my dog on top of it all that, you know, was the replacement for the twins, I ended up completely crashing. Because I've never learned how to deal with loss, how to grieve. Very few people actually have. So, and I learned that that was okay. I needed to learn the hard way how to do that. And now that I know, every loss is easier. Not to say it doesn't hurt, but it's to say that it's easier to go through it. So, anyways, other than that, any closing thoughts, Bethany? Just to find your voice. Let me see, Unicorn. Be you. Shine bright. You're important. Mm -hmm. You matter. You're enough. And give less fucks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And at the end of all we've said, because we talked about relationships, I know, Bethany, you, you already said this, and it's funny and also not funny how I was writing it down, and then you said pretty much the same thing word for word. I'm like, let's just see this. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wrote down is, we all want to be seen, heard, and loved. So make sure that you show your partner that you see them, you hear them, and you love them. With your kids, with your friends, with your parents, with yourself, (laughs) yourself is most importantly. But make sure that you are seeing, being seen and heard and loved. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that for others as well. Because we human beings, we are all, one of our basic needs is to be in service of others. Unless you're a narcissist, then you're being of service of yourself. Um, so, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about, <laughs> about us, empaths here. So as an empath, as a human being, that is your human condition. To be in service of others. But in order to be of service of others, you need to make sure that you are the best that you can be. And if that means you need to take some time for yourself, give yourself that time and the space because you are worthy of it. And you are deserving of it. So stop telling yourself otherwise. So that is all. My pencil is rolling down now. thank you i appreciate it thank you for being here thank you for everyone else for being here but yeah remember if there's something you want us to talk about like a topic put it in the comments or make a post and make hey i want to hear about this our ears are open we hear you we see you and we love you have a blessed day everyone thank Thank you you. and (laughs) once again if you're not in our empathy unicorn academy facebook group make sure you're in there if you're not subscribed to our heal the unicorn podcast make sure you're subscribed if you're not subscribed to our youtube channel empathy unicorn academy make sure you subscribe in other words go to whatever platform you're on type in empathy unicorn academy or heal the unicorn, heal the unicorn just on the on the podcast that you can find on, on pretty much all the streaming platforms. But on any other social platform, type in 
um, Empath Unicorn Academy and make sure that you are following, subscribe, you have the notifications on so that way whenever there's a new post, new thing coming out that you are in the know. Yeah. So other than that, I think we promoted ourselves pretty damn good. <laughs> up for ourselves um until next week when we'll be talking about level one energy which is victim and they will be there will be lots of stories oh yeah all right well then guys bye